From Noble Robot on East Hennepin Avenue in dog-friendly Minneapolis, this is Nice Games Club, the show where nice game devs talk games and game development. I'm Alan Burns-Johnson, and I make nice games. I'm Stephen McGregor, and I make nice games. And I'm Martha Croy, I too make nice games. Stephen Dale and I are going to Origins this week, and we're making some quick plans to pitch Dogpile while we're there for the Glom premiere. So we're going to do some planning for that right here on the show. It's a special, and so if everyone's ready, let's start. Dogpile. Dogpile. The Twin Cities are very dog-friendly. Yes, and we were frantically looking up like a fun adjective to put at the top of the show <laughs> yes. to illustrate that point and then it was like oh right we just say dog friendly you just said that yeah because that's what because it really is that's what it means sometimes we stretch it a bit dear listener mm-hmm. for for the you know uh lexicographers in the audience yeah but sometimes it's just true yep dog friendly minneapolis right? yep. i kind of wonder if people just like ignore the adjective at the top of the intro anyways they just like don't even pay attention to it I, nice I games that club slash feet yeah i hope we do think about it probably more than is probably, needed yeah. Uh, well, we used to have two. We did. I don't, I don't oh, know what gave us such confidence <laughs> that wow. we could do that every time. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. Oh, wow. Uh, today we're recording. It's Juneteenth. Yeah. We get Juneteenth. that day off now. Uh, people have been celebrating it for a while, but uh, not. it's it's, it's a, fe- a federal holiday. Is that the correct term? You know, it is a federal holiday, but individual states uh, then, you know, that's that's usually what governs whether your 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 uh, employer le- gives you the day off. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think is okay. if the state recognizes it. Uh, I mean, I'm like a freelancer. So like <laughs> holidays have never mattered to me. Yeah, what's well, interesting because like, you know, my job is all remote. So like, yeah. how do they determine that? I know that we have a person who, li- who lives and works from Australia um, and his um his holidays. He's got to go to work today. Yeah, exactly. His holidays don't tend to line up with my. Well, he. <laughs> He has the day off too, but like I think he has to take. He tends to take time off. Freeloading, Aussie. <laughs> he tends to take time off when he has a public holiday. Yeah, and we didn't have that day off. Exactly. So, it's yeah. the, the, everything's the opposite there. Just like the, like the holidays. Oh, and right. Our, so they only work everything. on our holidays, and they have all the other You're days. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I had the day off today, which was nice. I guess the price of like uh, cultural supremacy in the world is yeah. that our Australian remote. Uh, colleagues can take their holidays and our holidays off, <laughs> and we don't get to take their holidays off. Yeah, I mean, yeah. fair. Yeah, all right. You, you just get something out of that. I wouldn't be surprised to learn that, like, the standard Australian gets more time off than the standard American because our time off in this country is well. There's yeah, that's really like a separate great. issue, but for yeah. sure, yeah. <laughs> but then, and they and they get our holidays. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Dang. I want to borrow someone else's holidays. Yeah. Well, Juneteenth is a newer holiday in terms of its celebration, mm. but it's been around forever, right? Um, and so I think a lot of people are like unsure of like what to do. Like- oh gosh. Uh, last year, um, I should find a link, but there was some really bad marketing yeah. oh boy. <laughs> things. Oh gosh. It was oh boy. Uh, I'll have to find a link on it. I don't want to say it on the show. It's not like terrible, but it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like people are trying. Yeah. Maybe they're not trying as hard as they should, yeah. or maybe they're trying a little too much. Uh, yeah. It's, it's both. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's great. Yeah, it's, it's a summer holiday, so it's like barbecue. Yeah, right? that's yeah. It, yeah. You're done, right? Yeah, basically, and it's close to like July Fourth. Like uh, my family, we didn't really celebrate Juneteenth. We would just do like a barbecue on the Fourth of July. Yeah. Um. So, uh, but yeah, I guess that's basically what we do is you just barbecue. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, go to the library and and get a book. Like, yeah, oh. it, like make add that and you're set. There you go. <laughs> you know, ha- have oh. some hot dogs. And read some W.B. Du Bois, and you're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Okay, so our plan, we're yep. going to Origins. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's Origins, Stephen? 
Uh-huh. Cool you didn't people. put that on the script. Uh- <laughs> I did. I did. It's right there. It's oh, it the, is. Like the fourth it's bullet the, point. It's the Origins Game Fair. Yeah. With five thousand. I'm not reading this. Yeah, whole thing. that um, wasn't a basically. Read- <laughs> we, basically, we just go and there's a bunch of board games and people play them and uh-huh. there's a lot of people who go to this thing. Yeah. Apparently, premieres happen here because Glom will be there. Um, premiering. Yes, our card game Glom, which is out now. Nicegames.club slash Glom for yeah. uh, links to purchase your copy today. Mm-hmm. Um, it is going, our publisher is going to premiere it there. Yes. And, and none of us know what that means. Right. <laughs> we'll find so, out, I guess. So we're driving to Ohio to find out. Yeah. I, I really, my bet, okay, this, I'm just going to stake something in the ground here yep. so that reality can be different. So we can check this later. Right, exactly. Um, it's going to be like, like a like unveiling with a blanket <laughs> a over nice the top of the sheet, just... exactly like there's a box on a on a fancy table and then yeah. like a nice like satin sheet goes and there's like special lighting on the box stacks and stacks of glom <laughs> stacks of glom <laughs> people are just hoarding in they get in yeah get yeah so I was thinking there's you know a giant ribbon and they have big scissors and they oh dang that's yeah. way cooler right yeah, yeah. like a like a table full of glom uh-huh. and then like no and one then can no touch one it. can get it right yeah and then they and they're all waiting and. <laughs> People are shoulder to shoulder, and then yeah. there's a stampede. <laughs> just like the iPhone. Yeah. Just like Just the like iPhone. a new iPhone. Exactly. But, all, I mean, one person sprains their shoulder, but otherwise, no injuries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for right, sure. Right, right, right. So, you know, not crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we're going to go be there. We, um, they were talking about us maybe signing some boxes. Yeah. I, well, I, I asked Sydney, like, hey, we're going to we're gonna come check it out. Is there anything you, we can do to help hype? Or, um, and we'd love to say hi in person because yeah. we haven't met her yet. And and she's like, yeah, we'd love to have you like come, you know, hang out, or do demos and uh, sign boxes. And I'm like, really? <laughs> That's a thing? I don't know if it's a thing or she's just being nice, but, um, but maybe we'll do that. <laughs> yeah, I suppose oh, people are interested. I mean, it, some of it's a little bit like, I also want to make sure I'm cognizant of not like disrespecting this hobby. Because yeah. like, I, I don't know about you, Stephen, but I definitely still feel like an outsider to board games. Yeah. And so part of me, like we went, we went to Gen Con together a couple of years ago just mm-hmm. for funsies. And I do remember walking around going, these are all board game players and I don't belong. <laughs> I felt that way too. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's a, there's like a cultural sort of, yeah. you know, element to it that you you just don't get right away. Yeah. And, you know, luckily I've been enough in enough of these types of spaces that I didn't feel alienated by that. Mm-hmm. But I did feel sort of apart from everybody else. Yes. Um, and so I, that's I'm going to have that feeling again. But at the same time, I have to make sure like I am also trying to hawk a product. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to make sure that I'm not dismissive of, of whatever, you know, well. uh, traditions or uh, um you know, yeah. cultures that are, are part of that. Right, right. But it's one thing to like, you know, go to an event and, you know, not necessarily feel like you mesh with them because like you don't play a lot of board games. Yeah. Or it's a whole other thing to be like, you can sign boxes because you made a game. Yeah. Is that like a regular thing that people do? Yeah. And if it is, then I want to make sure that like I don't giggle too much about it. Yeah. And if it's not, because, you know, people do like to collect board games. Yeah. They like to collect, especially like, you know, niche or weird, unusual board games. And mm-hmm. I think when games premiere, I wouldn't be surprised if people are like, they like to make bets on what's going to, they want to be in, in on the ground floor of a new game. Yeah. So I could I could see that, but I'm just making guesses. Well, now. also to be fair, you know, we do do a podcast and there's like 300 episodes of this podcast yeah. and we make the game on the podcast. So it could be, it would be understandable for someone to come to this thing and be like, oh, nice games club is there. I like them. I would like my box sign. Right. There's an outside chance that like people, Somebody there might know who we are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I never I never take that into account. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is possibility. Yeah. <laughs> I am just kind of excited to see it like a bunch of them on a table, you know, on the show floor. Yeah. That's exciting. I'm excited to get my copy. <laughs> I think you guys are going to have a lot of fun. My sister um, and the group of friends who 
came with her from going to undergrad in in Madison, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and like a bunch of them moved to the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. So she just like came back and pulled all of her friends with her. It was it's quite amazing. But they're all um, big into board games, uh-huh. and they have. Uh, I don't know if they've been doing it every year. I mean, obviously, COVID kind of put a damper on things, and then obviously some some of this group has started to have kids, and so that can also be a tough thing to do. But they used to go like every year to um, Gen Con, I think. Mm-hmm. And they would like dress up, yeah, and oh, cool. do this whole thing, and so they'd always come back with like the coolest new stuff that's super weird and stuff like that. you. They wouldn't you wouldn't even be able to find it on retailers. They would just like sell out at the at the convention. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, so it, I think you guys will have a lot of fun. I do remember when we did go to, to Gen Con. One of the things I did like about it is it, it is kind of like going to the mall. Yeah. Um, when you're a kid and you just like I, I don't know what I want, but I like, I got tw- I got twenty dollars. I'm gonna I'm gonna get something. <laughs> Yeah. Right, I'm gonna go to Sam Goody and buy a record and have enough for a, a pretzel. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of the attitude you'd have, you know, yeah. weekend at the mall as a kid. Um, I mean, I grew up in the suburbs, so that, that's that's all the culture I had. But <laughs> but uh, but I, that was I had that feeling too. It's like you know, like okay, I've, I've got my credit card and, and an adult income. Yeah. I can I, I'm gonna look around and just see what's fun. And that's I mean that's silly, but that itself is kind of worth the experience. It's, yeah, it's enjoyable. It's, yeah. There's some joy in being a consumer yeah. and finding something. Yeah, you're not going to see anywhere else. Or yeah, yeah. Whatever. Or or you you know might not get the chance of buying it again for a yeah. while. Like for example, some copies like some places are sold out of Glam already. Yes, that yeah. is it's crazy. Right. Um. A, a ton of online retailers are stock Glam, which I don't know how normal that is, but that was fun for us to see. Mm-hmm. And a couple of them have indicated that they've sold out already. Yeah. Which means they had five copies. Who knows? Or a lot of people bought it. I, I don't know. We don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Right. But like, um, you know, the publisher's going to have some copies at the convention. Yeah. So this is like this happened with a couple of games that my sister brought home from conventions um, where like she bought them at the conventions. And then because they had just started the run and this was like a premiere or whatever it was and they were testing the market, like those games just either didn't sell well enough to to get additional printing mm-hmm. or they weren't printed again and I haven't found them again, you know, even though I've looked. Um, so, yeah. So, like, you can't get that again. Yeah. Yeah. There um, there's, must be tons of brilliant games yeah. that just had, like, a logo that turned people off or something in the rule book made it harder to explain to other people. Yeah. You know, little things that are just fixable or not really deal breakers, but meant that those games never got second printings or, mm. and just only a couple of people yeah. even know they exist. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I mean, like I love, I love weird niche games of all sorts and all media and, and I've played some really weird niche board games yeah. and gone to go try like to find them. And I just can't, Yeah, you know, they're just out oh. everywhere and that's kind of a bummer, but like it, Part of the experience is having the chance to like try those games out on the floor and then like yeah. maybe buy them at the table. And well, yeah. I th- I'm starting to realize the re- the reason that I'm having trouble relating to a lot of this is I don't have any closet space in my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that has something to do with it. You can keep them here. I can. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. You've opened up a whole world to me. I'm gonna. It's gonna be a That's mess. Literal, this is literally where Star Trek Ascendancy. Yeah, That's there's, there's true, like yeah. half half of that shelf over there by the door is uh, board games right now, and more than half of that is just Star Trek Ascendancy yeah, expansions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but there's this whole like you could you could introduce this as this is our recording booth and a Mark's game closet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Anyway, um, so our intention, one yeah. of our intent, well, one of y'all's intentions, because this was something I. Didn't agree with initially, but I'm okay with it now because it ended up happening. We've uh, bullied him, folks. Basically, <laughs> um, is we're going to end up pitching uh, Dogpile. Um, 
not like like hard pitching it, like really beating the drum, getting people to know about Dogpile. But like we, uh, you set up a meeting with Sydney. Yep, who we're gonna talk to our publisher for Glom and yeah. said, "Hey, we've got a pitch, which is maybe not finished." And yeah. she's like, "Sure, I'd love to chat about it." So yeah. it's very generous of her because I didn't promise a you know it's, it, we're taking your time for what might not be a fully polished pitch. Mm. Uh, but then at Gen Con next month or beginning of August is when we, and we talked about this in the our, our Nice Thinking episode about right. the future of our board games mm-hmm. um, that we want to actually pitch Dogpile, but we're going to do a, a trial run. Yeah. And so this episode is kind of what that looks like. Right. Um, and so uh, Dale and I have been doing some work on getting the sell sheet together and I've been doing some graphics for a prototype mm-hmm. um, because I think that will, that will look good on a sell sheet and I think will help us, um, you know, because I think you have to see past dev art, and I yeah, and and I that's that's my supposition anyway. Um, no, so I, I it's hard to picture what a thing will look like until yeah. And I think the thing about dog pile that's different from glom, and I I was I think that helped us with glom is having that you know a, a nice looking materials. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I don't know how much it helped us. But yeah. for dog pile, it started with the theme. Like it, the prompt was make a game with a hundred dogs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the theme is really important to the game. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I think the the more we can prove that the theme and the mechanics are, are a good pair and the more we can demonstrate that, I think the – because I think a lot of games are like, this game is so interesting and unique. We'll polish up the theme. Don't worry about it. Yeah. We'll work it out. Or the pitch doesn't have to include that. And that's great. But I think with this game, I think that really makes it more attractive is that that connection, that feeling of, of – it's a like the dog pile is a pile of cards – and without the theme, that's not very fun. Right. Um, and so I think there's a bit of a more of an onus on us. I mean, that's in my head, that's how I feel. Like. Yeah. So I'm putting we'll I'm find out. putting some materials together for that. Yeah. Um, so um, Dale wants to make a tabletop simulator version mm-hmm. so that we can leave that with uh, with with uh, with Sydney, and then also if you know we run into anyone else at the convention that we that we want to uh, uh, hype it up to and prompt to, we mm-hmm. can give them that information. Yeah. Um, with some new art and. Yeah, but it, you know the game. We don't have enough time to do more balance on the right. game or anything like that, and so we're not worrying about that as much. But the game as it is, it works pretty well, mm-hmm. um, even with the the current spreadsheet. Yeah, so that's you know playable. Uh, do we need a Peter sheet? A Peter sheet? Yeah. <laughs> Which is our okay. So we should walk through some of the yes, yes, yes. some of the materials and definitions. Yeah. Stuff. A lot of this is our learnings from doing Glom yeah. that we're sort of applying here, and we talked about this in that previous episode where like where we are kind of just re- going repeating the the same steps. And hoping to learn a little bit more this time. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first thing you put together when you want to sell a game is a sell sheet. Yeah. And this Peter helped us a lot uh, understanding what this is. Um, a one sheet is something I'm familiar with in other industries, mm. um, you know, uh, pitching things. A sell sheet has some specifics when it comes to board games. Yeah. The things a publisher needs to see on there, the things that not, they don't need to see on there. Yeah. And essentially, it is like a flyer for your game that is as as little information as possible to deliver as much information as possible, right? Yeah. Um, and so um, the first things you need are like some basics, like how many players, what's the age range, things you'd find on a box in a store, mm-hmm. which is a little strange to me because that feels like, do you need do we need to get that specific? But I think that really helps where a publisher, this is my guess anyway, that it helps a publisher understand like where does this fit in our catalog? Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, okay, how many components does this game have? Are we going to be the type of publisher that could physically make this product, mm-hmm. right? Whereas the, those kinds of details are less important to a video game publisher right. because it's all, you know, it's all ones and zeros. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's an and you can bits. and you can figure things out later and you can change your mind and stuff. But if you pitch a board game that says this is the kind of game you need uh, pencil and paper for, 
the, you know, the publisher would be like, okay, well, it's, you know, that, that means we have to make sure that we, we could only go for this if we could commit to manufacturing something that fits in a slightly larger box yeah. than just tech cards or whatever. Um, or like, you know, we need 300 meeples. <laughs> like, it's like, okay, better be worth 300 meeples, uh, you know? <laughs> Pass. Right. <laughs> but what you don't put on the sell sheet is like the rules. Right. Um, you don't need to teach the game. Now, we got, we're lucky with Glom. Glom is rewrite the phrase following the rule to meet the goal. That's the that's entire the that's the, whole, the entire that's game. The game. Basically, yeah. It's yep. the it's the I mean Okay. Yeah. It wasn't luck. Okay. It was genius. <laughs> <laughs> well, it Pat was something, the something between those maybe. <laughs> <laughs> a little column A. <laughs> um and but I think most games are not that uh elegant um, yeah. or that simple. And that right. doesn't that's not a problem for mm. those games. And Dogpile is not that simple. Mm. Um and so what Dale and I were working on yesterday is how do we explain what play feels like, but describe it in terms of the theme. Yeah. Um, so like you have, you only have till the end of the day to get all these dogs uh, to, to play with each other. Right. That's the kind of like, that's the role playing part of it. Yeah. But also it's sort of, when you start with that, then you start describing the rules. It's in service of that, that theme. And it makes more sense. Yeah. And just saying like in your hand, you have cards with properties and you need to have them match them up sort of like a game of dominoes. And then they all need to work. And if they don't work, you put them back in the deck. And if they do work, you put them aside and then you want to get as many as possible. Like none of that sounds like yeah. fun dog pile. Right, right, right. That's the literal rules of the game. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of trying to find that middle ground, also hinting at like the complexity of the game, like how interesting is it strategically and sort of proving that in like three sentences. Yeah. 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 You know, it's hard. It is really tricky. Yeah. Um, this is why there are marketing professionals who do this mm-hmm. yes. all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, well, uh, Peter will be at, at origins, right? Yep. He's going to be demoing and, and uh, pitching final strike yeah, he's uh, doing his own down thing. there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we'll probably, we can maybe get a lunch with him, but yeah, it, it would just be nice to show him doc pile at the mm-hmm. very least. Um, and, just see how... and also to hang out with him. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I'm curious, you know, for you guys, cause I'm lame, I'm not going. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd be curious to hear the second hand report of how final strike is received. Yeah. I mean, I know yeah. they've been like, they've been showing it a bunch. Um, but, yeah, like logistically, what is the steps now? Because they did a game found campaign, which yeah. is like Kickstarter for board games. Yeah. Uh, and it was successful. Yeah. Uh, what now? <laughs> right. I don't know what now. Lots of like work. I don't know. Peter does some magic and then there's yeah. a game. Well, he's, you know, like uh, Peter Lehner essentially self-publishing it. So right, right. Th- like I think they go to get an audience, get people in their Discord, get people right. hyped right. and get people, I suppose, I'm guessing you could probably pre-order from a GameFound page after the campaign is done. I imagine that's a mechanism they, I don't know. Um, so yeah, it's just, uh, he's just doing the job as a, of a, as a publisher, I think. Right, right. Um, which yeah. is, that's it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. By yeah. Itself, too. That's a lot to hold on your own, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, work together, the two of them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I guess I'm under the impression that Lane is doing a lot of the development work. Gotcha, gotcha. Peter's doing a lot of the, yeah. the yeah, publishing yeah, yeah. work. And I don't right. think Lane's going to be there. Yeah, I don't think yeah. So. Yeah, so. Um, so yeah, we'll not uh, let's not bug Peter too much. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, he'll be busy, plenty busy. Yeah, yeah. But no, I I, I offered to take him out to dinner after when we get back, oh, so nice. he can give okay. us some feedback. So yeah. when we do the the proper pitching at Gen Con, we we have the benefit of his wisdom. Yeah, um, that's great. And he he was like, sure, I'm happy to help. So free food. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, me. Right. So we should I guess discuss what it is. We want to do for these pitches, right? Like, yeah. Um, well, you've been so, Mark. You've been working on some art. Yes, I have been working on some art. Uh, That's not it. No, no. I'm. This is the one sheet that Dale was putting together. Okay. Um. So I've been doing um 
I made a new logo, um, which I'm really happy with. And I was really thinking about um, the aesthetic of the game. Um, And I don't think we've, we might have shown the prototype cards in in, in one of the Dogpile episodes. Um, But listeners are probably unfamiliar with anything up to now. Yeah. But um, I was really thinking kind of like a sort of Fisher-Price, Sesame Street kind of, sort of like dog toy look. Yeah. Right? Um, uh, Cooper Black, if people know that font. Mm. Um, Mm, Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That kind of style. (laughs) Laugh. (laughs) It's it's the font that you see in fridge magnets. It's it's the, the, when I after school and I got to play around with PowerPoint from Windows 95. Oh, okay. <laughs> yep. I knew, I knew that's where that's how you would get find your way there. Yeah. <laughs> to I that know. reference. I know you knew. Yeah. I knew you yep. Um, Steven's too young. <laughs> didn't do that. <laughs> it did mess with PowerPoint after school, but yeah, <laughs> <it was lost>. <laughs> <laughs> um and so um that I kind of was like that's fine I guess but I wasn't really feeling it. And so I was thinking more about um, how we have a color system for the cards, the properties on the cards. Yeah. So every dog has a beautiful hand-painted portrait, Mm -hmm. or will, and then has three properties. An energy level from um, one to nine, and then we have one sleeping dog at zero and one handful dog at 20. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then also has a size uh, in, in five categories, which are the five categories of dogs, toy, Small, medium, large, very handy, and then giant, <laughs> mm. and then uh, also a personality, and and these are ones that we've defined, and um, we gave them symbols uh, in our in our prototyping. We didn't give them names; we didn't want to yet. Yeah, Dale came up with um, names for them all. Oh, okay. <gasps> Playful, affectionate, loyal, protective, gentle, curious, reserved, anxious, needy, fierce, courageous, silly, and serious. Right. We wanted we wanted them to be really broad. And also to be something where you could hear it and you're not, that sounds like a specific dog, but a category of dog. Oh my gosh, these are perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know enough about dogs, but I'm saying <laughs> these are perfect from a game design perspective. <laughs> because the way it works is that you, with the, the personality traits and the sizes, uh, when you lay the cards out, they you match those together. Mm-hmm. Um, the energy level you match in uh, in sequence. So yeah. um, mm-hmm. two dogs with the same energy. That 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 doesn't work. But right. a dog that has slightly different energy than the other, then they can be they can play together, mm-hmm. and so that works. But then when you have personalities, you want to get the two loyal dogs together. You want to get the two curious dogs together. Now there's only one anxious dog, so they can't match with anybody. Yeah, and that's that's one of that's why some of those uh, personalities are are they actually are more rare, or at least in our universe of of dogs, mm-hmm. it is a little bit more rare. Yeah. Now you have the silly and serious dogs. There's two of each of those. Yeah. So when you pair them up, they're the silly twins, right? Yeah. Like that's, so there's there's the thematic connections really work with the distribution of how many of these have them. Now you have playful and affectionate, uh, fully 25% of all the dogs uh, <laughs> are, are one, are, are, are that or the other. Mm-hmm. So um, that is obvious, right? Yeah. But then you get down to like uh, protective, which is, you know, the kind of the one that'll growl at a stranger. And then, you know, after five minutes, they'll, they'll warm up to them. Mm. Uh, that's 12% of dogs. That yeah. sounds about right, yeah. right? Yeah. In, in our world anyway. And then you have the sort of gentle dogs, which, you know, it's a little rarer than that. We all wish that of our animals, but. <laughs> yeah. And so um, that's, uh, that is really useful for that. And so thinking a lot about how, um, those are those ha- we had symbols for those and i'm and i've i've been working on icons to represent those things yeah but we also want to for like a real good overhead view have color coding for all these properties mm-hmm. because the care the traits on the dogs are all unique there's no dog that has the same of those three values what that means is when you color code these sort of swaths of color on the card 
they will from a distance be unique each mm-hmm. part, right? Not just the portrait, which they will all be unique, but there will be a, a unique combination of colors. And that means we're going to have a lot of colors. Yeah. yeah. And so I was trying to think about like, well, that means there's going to be some colors are going to sizzle against each other. There's going to be, there's not going to, it's not a, quite a palette because there's no, um, there's no harmony implicit in the the system by which we combine colors with each other. Yeah. And each level of, of uh, energy has a different color going from orange to green to blue in sort of gradations. So you see kind of a gradient as they're laid out on the table. Mm-hmm. And so all of that combined with the other colors of the different properties, it's going to be a little bit of a, of a mashup. Yeah. And so I'm trying to thinking, what's an art style that makes sense for that? Mm-hmm. And I went to 1970s food packaging. Um, <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> bright colors, yeah. high saturation, low contrast, mm. just r- blue on red. <laughs> Just like, you know, using all the colors of the rainbow um, in a way that felt bold and daring because you want to get someone's attention in the store aisle. Right. And so you put clashing colors together. And so that becomes a style. Mm. And so um, maybe I'll put some examples in the show notes, but that really inspired me because it felt like really suitable towards the the contents of the game. Yeah. Um, But also it felt like a fun, unique thing we haven't really seen before. In, or, or often enough, I think, mm-hmm. in um, in a in a in a, a visual theme, uh, in a card game, and so started putting together things like that. And the, the logo was like, okay, like the sort of Betty Crocker logo, the Keebler Elf logo, like those logos. They're they're older than the seventies, but you see them on some seventies packaging. And, right. Oh boy, <laughs> <It's>, yeah, <laughs> they use all the ink. And um, trying to think about how that works for us. So the dog pile is in a font that's suitable to that era. Yeah, um, the letters are kind of. Catawampus, uh, you know, uh, in sort of a, in a dog pile fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, my first logo had like the letters like on top of each other, a little more literally, mm. and it, you know, which is like a little harder to read, but it didn't bother me so much. I refined that a little bit. I thought that was a little bit too on the nose, and so it, w- it was just more of a thinking about like, well, if I'm a brand manager at you know General Mills in 1976, yeah. <laughs> like I'm actually going to think a lot more about the sort of. Saul Bass international style and I might lose track a little bit of the literalness of my brand and I might want to make something that looks cool with neat typography with the new tools of of uh, of um, of graphic design available of the day mm-hmm. like all the innovation was done in the 60s that's done now it's time for the copycats yeah. right and, that, and that's 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 me and yeah. so that's the that's what I you know um, so lots of role playing for me this weekend, <laughs> trying to put together a logo. Um, and you guys have seen the logo that I was sort of posting in the, the, the Slack yeah. over the yeah. weekend. We'll take a look at it here and we'll put that in the show notes as well. That's just an actual dog. Yeah. That's a picture of an actual dog. Right. I have to scroll past all of Ellen's. <laughs> um, but this is where I landed. I really like it. Yeah. Um, it feels like typographic in that sort of trendy style of the era. It's got the paw print over the E, which I think was that was the final touch, so um, cute. which is really nice. And then it's sort of in, hanging over this sort of like miniature dog park, yeah. um, which is the setting of the game. And also, I mean, maybe this is because I'm an urbanist, but like all hundred of these dogs are city dogs. <laughs> is, is what I think. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure where you'd get a hundred dogs into a dog park if not in the That's city. True. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that actually, that actually there. gave me a thought: is that what we have a couple of special dogs that have special rules. Mm. Um, six of them in our set of hundreds, so they're kind of rare, but they're really fun mechanically. Yeah, and one of them should be uh, like a far, like a farm dog, an outside. <gasps> yeah, right. Interesting. Like, okay, I don't know what the rule is yet for that, yeah. but I think thematically that's interesting. These are all city dogs except that one who just came in from. Out where, yeah. Anyway, but that's reflected in the design. Yeah. Is is that you know this this not 
these aren't uh, dogs in a field. They're not on the farm. They're in a, they're in a park. There's a fence around it. Yeah. Um, and that's the that's the mechanically. It's a dog mm-hmm. park with that's a fence around works, it. Yeah. So um, I wanted to imply all of that. And then, but there's no actual dogs in the logo. Mm-hmm. And I I kind of waffled on that early on. I'm like, oh, it would be fun, you know, like the cute dog yeah. face. But like, no, it should really be the dogs are in the game. The logo is goes on the box, yep. yeah. right? It, I like that. Yep. Yeah. Well, the totally paw print sense. signifies. Dog. Yes. Yeah. And that was kind of my like. Well, that's having my cake and eating it too a little bit. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also, but in the way um, you can use the typography with the paw print without the 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 um, the little miniature dog park. Yeah. For a simpler representation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that could be maybe on the, the back of the card could maybe just be the typography. Mm-hmm. Um, Ellen, one of your pieces of feedback was that you liked the sort of airy bounciness of the logo. And you didn't like how dense it would get when the other components were added. Um, and I think that makes sense if we w- if there's context for which we don't want that density. Yeah. And that and that might even be just the back of the card, which might be what people might be the kind of might end up being the canonical version of the logo. Yeah. As we work through it. So um thinking about like the what the what the box art looks like, it's this plus more stuff. So maybe maybe this is actually just um Maybe the logo is a little less than this. I mean, I can literally, I can just imagine this as the box. Yeah. Like you used to can imagine this just big dog pile logo with the little park in the grass and this kind of like light sea green background. And that's just the box. Yeah. Oh, real stark and simple. That, yeah. I mean, that's like, definitely up my alley. <laughs> like I, that's how I'm picturing it. This just looks like a box to me. It's yeah. like, oh, perfect. And then this is a box that I would look at I'm like a dog pile. Yeah. Does it have to do with dogs? <gasps> Yeah. It does have to do with dogs. Well, and here's the thing: we're thinking about that—that that, you know, that brand executive from the '70s trying mm-hmm. to get your attention on, on the the grocery store aisle. That's what board game design is, right? Like right. visual design is the same thing when you're wandering through your friendly local friendly game uh, game store. Uh-huh. Is you want you know people judge a book by its cover, and so you want that to look good. I mm-hmm. think uh, the box needs dogs on the cover. Really? Yeah. It doesn't need it on the logo, but I think it needs it on the cover. I think the I think the I kind of want the. I was thinking that the box would be really busy. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you'd have like a dog toys and you'd have leashes and you'd have, you know, and, and so maybe not dogs, but all the um, evidence of dogs. Dog accoutrement. Yeah. So it kind of like all the dogs are in this box, right? And, th- and oh. this is the best oh, yeah, thing yeah. Mind, you know? Yeah. Okay. It might be a little bit too um, abstract. Well, <laughs> but we're, we're, we're not going to, you know, we're well, not. Well, here's the thing. The, the, like, the thing with Glom, the thing about mm. my, the, my visual design for Glom was that I wanted to have no iconography. Yeah. I wanted it to be a word game. Yeah. Right? So right. really, really like stark of that. Um, and some of that survived to the final version. But of course, if we do work with a publisher, they're going to have a say on all of this. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I don't think that, I mean, one, I can't help it. So that's one reason. But I think also, I think it does benefit us to think about this stuff as part of our presentation. Yeah. Because that is definitely going to be one of the things that sells a product is like, I think when you're selling to a publisher, I think they are probably most interested in the core mechanic. That's what they're buying. But you also want to make it easier for them to like, this is how we might sell it. They might not agree. They might change it. Yeah. But I think that does help your pitch because yeah. it makes it, it, it answers some questions that otherwise they would just have to answer themselves. You, we, you put, um, you don't have to put the dogs in. I'm, I'm realizing how this will work. You could put a bunch of like dog items or whatever. Yeah. You know, um, but it has to say 100 dogs in the box. Oh no, that's that's the yeah. It's a, yeah. yeah. I had that same thought. Okay, cool. So <laughs> I was telling Dale. Dale was working up the the one sheet. Yeah. Um, the draft of it. Yeah. And 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 I was saying oh, we need to put the components. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, it should say because that's the other thing about the game that that we were when we play testing it is that it is just a deck of cards, right. right? There's no score sheet, and so the the rules don't require you to keep track of that much. Yeah. And that was important to us as the design because we didn't want any other components. Mm-hmm. And so it'll just say contents 100 dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Right. <laughs> 
But I mean, put it on top on the box too. Yeah. I mean. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Market. In slightly bigger text right. than you normally yeah. put it. Yeah. One hundred dogs included. <laughs> yeah. Well, one hundred good dogs. Because <laughs> we talked about this during our episodes. Is yeah. that one of the and and Alan, this was a big point that you made, which is that in the world of dog pile, all dogs are good dogs. Oh, all dogs are good. There's dogs. no none of our cards are mis- are like well, they're all mischief makers, but none of them are. <laughs> None of them are, you know, mean, right. you know, or, or, or trying to hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. All dogs are good dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, no reactive dogs with traumatic histories. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the irony of this is I don't take my dogs to the dog park because they're not dog park dogs. <laughs> <laughs> but I am a dog park person, if yeah. that makes sense. And so I do miss going to the dog park. Yeah. I'll uh. play this game instead. <laughs> Hey folks, Mark here, all by my lonesome in the middle of the show. It's going to be a little short one today, uh, just to thank you for putting up with our week in and week out promotion of Glom, which just came out. You can still go and buy that, nicegames.club slash Glom, but I'm not here to talk about that. I just want to say thank you so much for putting up with us, not just in the middle of the show, but throughout the entire show. We don't know how you manage it. And if you'd like to manage even more, patreon.com slash nicegamesclub. A lot of this is the work I've just been doing the past two days um, uh, with me and Dale putting this together. Um, and so I'm going to throw up the one sheet that Dale worked out, um, which just sort of describes. Now, we'll, we were going to pare this down a little bit so that mm-hmm, some of this mm-hmm. is a little bit wordier than we'll ultimately want. Um, I was just going to ask you to do that to collapse the top. Cool. Yeah. Um, Picture of a dog card or a dog pile. Yeah. So I you know I want to show off we so the do, the the cards are the half size cards. Yeah. Um because we lay them out on a table so you can't have full size cards for this something we determined in playtesting. Mm-hmm. Um and so I want a couple of photos. Now I will be mocking these together. We don't have time to produce uh, uh proper prototypes for this. Right. But um uh, I do kind of want a couple of key images. It's like one the 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 laid out game board so in a grid like uh, the dominoes layout. Mm-hmm. The pile Right. Yeah. Of because uh, that's one of the it's, it'll be in the rule book. Players can follow it if they want. Is that when you they add to the dog pile, you do not organ you do not like sort the deck. You just it's a pile of dogs. Yeah. That's important. Mm-hmm. Um. And then I also want um like a, a, someone's hand holding the deck, just to show like like this is the it's just a small tiny thing with a hundred dogs. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Um. Just to kind of like. A, a little bit door-to-door salesman kind of uh, mm-hmm. imagery mm-hmm. Uh, that and I kind of want you could, from like, it. Show that you can tear it, but you can't tear it because the cards are so strong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Too literal. We'll okay. think about it. We'll okay. think about it. <laughs> um, so I was thinking ages ten and up. Dale was saying six and up. Um, and I, I, I think that Ooh. when you when you want to define this, you probably want to go as low as as reasonable. Or as low as possible, uh, not like a you know average. But uh, I don't you know could, what you guys think about. that. I'm thinking about playing with my nephews, and you could like I, I would probably direct said nephews to be like, okay, I need you to find, um, because you could point them to the colors or the yes. numbers, right? And you can say, I need you to find. Um, are there any other? You, know, you could talk it through with them. They might not necessarily be able to play it by themselves with a bunch of other kids the same age, mm-hmm. but like they could definitely participate and contribute to the cooperative play. Right, as a family game. You, you could yeah six and up is an easy argument yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and so I guess this is a question of like you want to make sure when you say these things especially when things like uh, how long does it take to teach a game mm-hmm. like there's there's an inherent amount of lying that has to happen like everyone <laughs> underestimates how long it takes to teach a game yeah Glom was simple because like 
it's impossible to <laughs> underestimate. Yeah. yeah. Like it's it's it takes almost no time to right. teach Glom. Here's um, card one, here's card two, here's card three. Go. Game. Yeah. yeah. It's it's really easy to teach. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't stop us from writing a four page rule book, but right. well that was mostly because we used some archaic language and it took right. up a lot of space. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, that's that, that I that I think is the platonic ideal of a board game is it takes literally no time to learn, but all of the edge cases are in the rule book if you need them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we did a brilliant job with that on Glom. And so, um, but it means that when you have these stats and you're trying to sell it, like um, you want to make sure that when you say two to five players, you don't actually mean it's really a three player game. It's technically possible for all, but it's no fun. Yeah, right. You want to mm-hmm. make sure that what you're you're actually saying is a sort of honest impression. Fun with two and fun with five. Yeah, and so I was thinking of like, is six plus in that zone, or am I am I, am I being too worried about? That? Oh, um, for the age. Yeah, like eight plus or ten plus feels more like oh, this... more like what I would say to a publisher. But I don't know. I guess I don't know where the fuzzy lines are. I on think this. this is maybe something to ask about. Yeah, you know, while, during your visit to Actually, yeah, that's that is a good thing that we should ask uh, yeah. about specifically. Specific and how how those things are generally like evaluated and communicated because the thing is is like. Okay, shoots and ladders is six plus or probably like four plus, mm-hmm. and I am bored as heck playing that right, game. Right. So like I, it's technically four plus, but it's I fourteen actually, minus. Is I was gonna say it's probably more like ten, eight minus. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it, but it's like it's not the game at that point. It's I mean, I'm rarely playing games just because I like the game. I'm yeah. usually playing, especially board games or tabletop yeah. games. I'm playing it because I like being with the people who I'm playing with. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Ask ask about that. Ask yeah, about yeah. that. Because like, yeah, I don't have fun playing shoots and ladders, but it's certainly rated for my age. <laughs> um, well, that's the difference. I think I think that's the difference when when it comes to like how video games are rated versus I think this like ages uh, rating, mm-hmm. which is this is just about who can understand it. Yeah. And that's why it's something plus, right? right? I think it's like suitable for is a different question, right? Yeah. yeah. I will go s- go seven plus. Yeah, seven and seven point three five plus. Explain the difference. <laughs> seven point seven seven. We we did some science on this. Seven, yeah. seven if they're like a old older for their school year. And uh, <laughs> yeah. No. Um. I don't know. I would go seven. I just don't know any six year olds. <laughs> <laughs> like, we should ask Gabe. Actually, never mind. I do know a six year old. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Gabe's an advanced game player. For that's true. Childhood I mean, but but, but, yeah, but I guess that's kind of what you do. It's like, what is the minimum? Right. Right. It's like it's not every person sick yeah, enough. Gabe it's like could play. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I, yeah. I think six plus makes. I think it's fine. Okay. Stick yeah. with especially six. if we're doing it for Origins. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. We can ask. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. A, this is your this is and that'll be feedback pitch. a publisher will have is like I don't know because they'll see the game right yeah right um, yeah they're not they're not shipping it right based on the sell sheet alone right right it's I think the the thing. When it comes to some of these little granular details, that what ends up and it stacks on itself, which is like you want to make the person you're pitching to have the easiest time understanding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, you just want to give them no barrier to yeah, one yeah. to work with it, but also to, to like that feedback is like useful, but it also it's like it's it then it means it's longer from the pitch to the the resolution of the pitch, right? Right. Um, well, if you have to sort of clarify stuff or whatever, like I'm sure a publisher is like, oh, that doesn't sound right. It should be ten plus, and I'm sure it's not doesn't make them less likely to buy the game. Yeah. It just takes some time away from the process. Right. That yeah. Um, on the other all hand, at the margins, really. On the other hand, what you are trying to do is to spark a conversation. Yeah. Right. So I, yeah, I'm I I think six is great. I, can you scroll back up? Yeah. So what Dale has done here is she's laid out in a table in this um, Google Doc. A game yeah, of like wags vi- and wagers. <laughs> yeah. 
that, I was getting to that, Stephen. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, on the top row of this table, and this table is, you know, it takes up one page. Yeah. Right? It's a one pager. Um, we've got on the top left, picture of a dog card or a dog pile, and then contents, 100 dogs. And then we have on the right column of this first row, we have dog pile logo, which is where you'll put the logo that you made. Uh-huh. And then these amazing examples of potential taglines, one of which was Steven. <laughs> Game of wax and wait. I know. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> Dale was like, I know you don't actually wager anything in this game, but I like it. I'm like, yeah, that's good. You wager like a little. Too. Yeah. You, you you risk and like it, it's uh, I think it might I think that implies something the game is not, but I do like it a lot. That's yeah, the thing. That's yeah. true though. Because that that's that's where we are uh, fall short of mm. some of this stuff is like we do need to take the history of board games and the state of the board game industry as it is yeah. when we do things like slogans right. and details because we want to make sure we're not hooking into terminology language impressions that we don't understand oh my gosh that's yeah. true yeah and I think that the, there is a wagering component but it doesn't rise to the level of yeah, I think we're putting panic. it on the tagline exactly yeah. yeah my impression is that when a board game uh, aficionado hears the word wager they kind of understand what you mean yeah and we don't understand like the, that ca- the boundaries of that category um, yeah yeah I would expect something to be on the, from the tagline to be a very core yeah. element of the the game's dynamics and um, this is this is one but it's not like it's also now what would be interesting is if you change it to a cooperative game of wags and wagers. Oh, okay. Because that might soften the wagering bit a little bit. It also bit. implies the depth that we want from it, which is that like it is a lot about personal risk, but it's about collective yeah uh, goals. Yeah, and that's when I, I like the I like the third optional tag or the third um, option for the tag line as well, which is a cooperative game Ooh, game. Uh, I got it. I'll fix it. I'll fix thank it. You. I'll fix, fix it. it. Fix it. Mark. I'll fix it. I'll, I'll get rid of it. I'll fix it. Thank you. Okay, I fixed it. Oh, yeah, thank good. Good thing we took this episode to do that. Uh-huh. Um, a cooperative game of canine harmony. Mm-hmm. That, I, I like that one a lot. That one feels too wordy to me. Oh, yeah, it's a good point. Personally. I'm like, a I'm already bored by the time I get to... Cooperative all. game of... <laughs> Not gonna lie. Dog harmony? Is it the word canine? No, it's harmony. No, canine is fine. It's a fun word. That one's lyrical, which I like about sure. it. It's, it, it. It makes it okay that it's a little longer. Um, but yeah, maybe it's just you, you're reading like six synonyms before you get to the fun part, which is dogs. Canine. Well, this here's the interesting thing, though, right? Is like harmony is part of like the theme and the goal. Yeah. But like it, there's other than cooperative, there's nothing really about how the game is played. Whereas yeah. wagers has a little bit in there. Yeah. The question is like, what's the function of a tagline? Is just to get you revved up about about the experience playing it. Like you will have fun, or like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. there you go. Or this is a game that is a, of a type you will, you already like mm. or a type that you might be interested in, right? Mm. There's a different, like there's no one job the tagline has to do and it can it can do one at, at the expense of another. Yeah. But uh, I don't have an opinion as to what the aim should be, whether it should hint really strongly at the mechanics yeah. or be much more about like the, this is the, this is the sort of the, the, the moment to moment joy you can expect to have. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking up some games here. Now the Glom tagline does both, right? It's, yeah. Right. It, it, um, and that's wordy in a way that makes sense for the game. Because, yeah. Because it's about words and a bunch of different words, right? So, like, that makes sense. But, right, like, in right. this game, it is kind of fast-paced, and I just feel like it, the, the, the tagline should be shorter and snappy. Yeah. I don't know why I have opinions on taglines all of a sudden, but I guess I do. I mean, um, great. No, it's <laughs> yeah. good. It's, yeah. uh, it's the kind of thing where it's, like, it helps us. Because the thing about it is, like, and this is... This is a lesson for you folks out there making your games, video games, board games, whatever, is that a lot of these things have multiple right answers. Yes. And so it like 
you still have to come up with an answer because right. that's how you present it. Yeah. And that's 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 what the game becomes, right? Just because it could be something else and that something else is equally as good mm-hmm. doesn't mean you don't have to make a choice. Yeah. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and so when we present this game, now, again, a publisher might have an opinion on on some of those things, but I think the pitch is stronger when we go in with answers to these questions. Yes. Um, and then they can, you know, as long as we, ex- you know, express our willingness to, to you know, to, to move if reasonably... Uh, you know, asked, but um, but I think just yeah, the the fewer of these things we answer, the more just up in the air it is. Mm. Even when you kind of know, oh, there's probably seven good ways to do it. Yeah, like picking one of those good ways, and then that also you know, the whole holisticness that I always go on about it it impacts all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. I did a little bit of impromptu research on Board Game Geek. Yeah, and it's interesting because a lot of the games that I was just clicking on because they were like at the top of the list that they're making you look at. Yeah. Um, oh, that sounded kind of mean that you were being prompted to look at because they're probably really cool. Uh-huh. And um, they probably they do look really cool, but they, like the boxes are huge. These are big, hefty games. Yeah. And so they don't necessarily have a tagline on there, right? But like, here's one, Darwin's Journey. It, the box doesn't have a tagline on the front, mm-hmm. but the way that they've listed it on Board Game Geek is retrace Darwin's journey to the Galapagos in a worker placement adventure, right? So worker placement is a type of game. Right. Yeah. It's a type of gameplay. And so you kind of know from that one line and maybe that line is on the box somewhere, but not necessarily on the front. Anyway, um, you kind of know what type of game that is. So, yeah. but where you say like a riot of rewording remarks, mm-hmm. you know, it's a word game and you know, it's a party game because it says rewording remarks and it's riot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Right. And you know, and also it implies when you learn more about the game, the slogan makes even more sense. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? It's not it's not an apples to apples game. It's something other than that, right? Yeah. Um, and that's that was sort of a core a goal of the thing. So that's what makes that slogan perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say the best board game slogan of all time. Oh. Oh boy. Oh boy. I'll accept an argument. <laughs> is for Warhammer 40K. <laughs> oh okay. Okay. Which Continue. is yes. I really what? I really remember this. This really hooked me as a kid yeah. seeing it on that box. Yeah. In the grim darkness of the far future, there is only war. Yeah, that's true. That's an amazing thing. That is, it's, it is, I mean, like, I don't like that as a philosophy or something <laughs> well, yeah. excited about. Sure. Like, I don't like war games anymore. But yeah. as a kid, I, I remember really being, uh, like, uh, sold by that. And even now, it's like, that is what that game is. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, yes, you're, you know, you're laughing with your friends on a pool table, probably, when <laughs> yeah. you play that game. <laughs> But that's what I mean. Again, one of the other things I like is like your experience doesn't have to match the theme, right? Yeah, yeah. and and so that that is such a perfect uh, distillation of what that game is because it's like, yeah, there's no negotiation. It's all dice and tables. It's all numbers and hit points. Yeah, have at it. Like I that mean, is the you know. As an outside observer, it seems to me that like eighty percent of Warhammer is painting minis. <laughs> <laughs> But that doesn't make for a very good tagline, does right. it? Right. I didn't. I didn't say Warhammer 40k is worth your time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good tagline, though. I guess. <sighs> uh, so, well, I think uh, Dale got a good start on this. Yeah. I think we'll have to take yeah, yeah. Uh, some more cracks at it. Yeah. And you know, again, it this was a dry run, so it doesn't right. have to be worked uh, this, right. this time through. Um, and so, I think the biggest part is the sort of like middle section of this page, which is the sort of like gameplay paragraph, the sort of meat of of it, right? Mm. The sidebar with some bullet points. The logos and pictures, all that we can get a really simple handle on. It's the how do we distill the thing, and so mm-hmm. we put Dale put together this as sort of a way to tell the story. Now, um, this is very early draft. Like we're, yeah. you know, we're using the term pack leader, which we immediately was like we're never going to use that term. No, right. But we didn't have a replacement, so it's, in, it's still in all our notes, mm. and so it's going to remain there until we have something else to, to say with it. So we'll probably have to figure something, uh, even if it's temp. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, so the way Dale put it here is objective, get as many dogs as possible into the dog pile. And I think that's a good thing to start with. Like, it's like, you don't know how to do that, what the rules are, but like that in your mind, as you read this, I think is very helpful. Choose dogs from your hand based on the traits of the pack leader or the card that's laid out in the center. Reveal all your dogs, scramble to organize them into a grid, um, which is the dog park. So this is very dry. So this, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll have to make this a little bit more exciting. Um, but this is, describes the steps of the game in as few words as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was the goal Dale had putting into it. Um, wager too many dogs. They might not get along. And then nobody gets into the dog pile. Yeah. So again, wager, I don't know if that was the right term for this, but I like, think that that idea of like the the risk reward system of the game, even if it's not, because it's not laid out in the rules, but that is something that we need to tell people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's how you play this game is you, pl- you put down a bunch of dogs to, to meet your objective, but the more dogs you put on, the more likely it's all going to fall apart because yeah. that's what happens when you put a bunch of dogs in a room. Yeah. Right. And, and I think that expressing that I think is important. So that's like right in the middle of this, um, which is good. Um, and then uh, some more, you know, what happens if they do, what happens if they don't, and then get as many dogs in the dog pile within the allocated number of rounds. Uh, we'd probably be a little bit more poetic with this language, like, it, you know, because we talked about a round equaling a certain amount of time. Yeah. Uh, we might just say by the end of the, uh, before the park closes or something, right? We'd say that. Um, can your team of dog wranglers get all 100 dogs into the dog pile? Because that's the thing is that like, you're really going for a high score mm-hmm. and then getting all 100 dogs is like the ultimate goal, but you don't have to get that, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, we don't need to be very literal about that. We can just, that that phrasing is correct, whether you interpret it one way or the other. So we... Yeah, you guys are leaving like Thursday. Yeah. So do we need this done by? Th- it's Monday today for, for listeners. Yeah, yeah. That yes, it is Monday, and so we're we leaving. We have a couple of days, days. To, to get this going. Now we're going to be driving r- driving the car for thirteen hours, and my car has a power outlet in it, so we will we can work on it. You're going to print it print it there? No. Well, we could. Oh. We'll, we'll be at a hotel. It probably has it, but I don't want to rely on that. You have a color printer. Dale tells me, uh, Ellen. So Damn. we were going to. How did she know? <laughs> we were going to maybe have you printed for us. But um, but that requires us being able to print this by Thursday evening. How did she know? I, I don't know. You must have told her. When would I talk about that? <laughs> Is that a family secret or? No, it's not. It's just like a weird thing to talk about. So like, why? How would she know this? It's an it? ancient heirloom passed down from generation to generation. <laughs> the ancient, color printer. The color, the color the ancient printer. days of 2002. Right, exactly. Yeah. No, I don't know. got a color printer because sometimes you want to print in color. Yeah. And Eric likes to have, if you're going to have a tech thing, you might as well have a nice tech thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So that's why we have a color print laser. We have a color laser printer. Okay. All right. You'll have to explain yourself. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we do. Dale uh. is correct. Wait, a color laser printer? Yeah, man. Oh, dang. Now I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, if you're going to have a tech thing, this is not my philosophy. But, you know, Uh I live with someone who has that philosophy. So by default, all my tech things are nice as well. I reap the benefits. Yep. Um, Yeah, no. And I want to know what else Dale knows about my house that she shouldn't or (laughs) know. We'll ask her. That's uh, the next episode. It'll be a future episode. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) For sure. Okay. So we got some work to do. Um, So the end of the document here just has a couple of things. And this matches our... Glom sell sheet, just yeah. playtime, teach time, a link to the episode where we mm-hmm. came up with it, Smart. which I mean, I think this is valuable. I, I don't think it moved anybody when we did it for Glom. Um, uh, it's certainly as we like worked with, with the uh, indie boards and cards, mm. they just seemed totally uninterested in the story of the, how this game was, sure. how Glom yeah. was made. Yeah. And it's like, fair enough. You, yeah. you know how to sell these things. Mm. Um, but I think we should still put it on the, the, the sell sheet just in case it hooks anybody. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, 
after Gen Con, we have our meetings, people will have something to listen to, um, to hear us as designers. And yeah. that's right. cool. So um, you're going to float this at Origins, get some feedbacks from some folks, and then we can make another pass of revisions for Gen Con. Yes, that's the plan. And so the things we would need for this dry run are to... I want to. I want this one. This sell sheet to look good. Okay. Uh, I want the art done for it. That's, that's you. That's so. me. <laughs> um, I want. You know, we got. We got to uh, uh, polish up the copy to yep. make it good. Um, and then I think um, like the current balance is is what it is. I don't think we yeah, have time we to have make time any to changes. It. Yeah. No. And it, it's pretty good. I think it is. Um, it's not. I think it's not final. I think you're not happy with it, yeah. Stephen. Still needs work. But um, it's definitely play testable. It's definitely demoable as long as we just, you know, preempt it. Like this is. You know, whatever. It's not balanced yet. Um, fully balanced. And so that means if we can get that into the updated card art, uh, which I've started, mm. um, and get that into Tabletop Simulator um, uh, this week, that would be great. Um, and Dale is going to start putting that together. Um, she knows how to use the Photoshop templates to generate all the cards. Yeah. So I'm making that template for her. Um, and so if you, Stephen, the only, if you do want to take a quick peek at the spreadsheet... Just for like quick balance. If you want, if there's any, just like, oh, this is fine, check. or I'll just take a look. <laughs> did you did you just ask me to look at a spreadsheet, Mark? I did. I'm gonna say no. <laughs> <laughs> he knew what good he point, was asking. Good point, good point. <laughs> he knew what he was asking. Yep, yep. Um, and then Ellen will need your printer for five minutes, and <laughs> I can. Yeah, I don't know if I have time to do like anything in life right now, but yeah. I can also wordsmith maybe a little bit. Yeah. Mm. Um. But it, now, yeah. when it comes to the game itself, yeah. Um, Dale and I looked through the notes that we had. Now, the notes for uh, Dogpile take a couple forms. We had three meetings yeah. in December mm-hmm. where we, we workshopped the game. Mm-hmm. And each of those meetings has notes that, Stephen, you took mm. that, that included uh, ideas and changes to the rules. We have our original two episodes that we did for Dogpile that have um, the original version of the thing. We don't have a document that actually puts it all together. Yeah. I'm working on that. Oh, yeah? That's my contribution. Okay, hey. awesome. Yeah. That would be great to have to, to leave behind. Yeah. Um, is a first draft rule book. Now the thing is, is Dale and I were taking a look at this yesterday and I was like, oh, is there a place where all these rules exist? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. But then we remembered that uh, Dale was also taking notes on the whiteboard here yes. in the clubhouse. Yes. And we should took pictures of all of that. Right. And so if you just and everything is time stamped. So if you so it's de- it's deducible, but mm-hmm. Ellen, that's gonna be your job then, is putting that into one document. Okay. And um I was able to at least Part, I drew on my memory a little bit for this, not all totally from the notes, mm-hmm. but the notes confirmed all that for me. I think the game is, I don't, I don't want to say done, but the rules are like, we've got it. The, yeah. o- the only question I have mm. is there, there are two modes in the game now, competitive and cooperative. Right. And there's one, it's a very simple tweak. Cooperative mode is the game as is. Mm. Competitive mode is the same thing, but when you... When the when the group scores the, a, a dog pile in a round, you get as many points as dogs you contributed. Yeah. So you don't need to pull them out of the thing. You remember how many you put down. So again, no tracking on a scorecard. Mm-hmm. Um, although I suppose you will long term you'll want to track. Yeah. Um, and then if the if the dog pile fails, you lose that many points. Right. So that's the risk for the putting too many down. Yeah. It's the only tweak. And so the question is, is like, do we phrase this as a game that has two modes? Or do we frame it as a cooperative game that has a competitive version okay. if you want? Or do we want to – this is a bigger conversation this episode has time for. Mm. So we won't get into it too deeply, but sure. I want first impressions. Yeah. Could this be a com- cooperative game that has scores and is com- it, the competitive version is the default rules? 
Oh, uh, I, I think it needs. I think it should be cooperative. Yeah, yeah. I think we should lead with cooperative. And yeah, okay. kind of how it's the a game, game about dogs. It's a game about dog harmony. We lead with cooperative. The only argument I would say towards that is yep. that the competitive mode ensures the risk reward uh, motivations. That was, was a big part of our working sessions, mm-hmm. trying to make sure that we ensured that. I don't think the co- cooperative version is broken in that way, but knowing how little that tweak, how little of a tweak that is. And how much good it does on that score mm. um, makes me think like, ooh. I don't know. Well, let, let's take a look at the first draft of the rules and see what we want to do. Yeah, I, yeah, that's a good idea. Okay. Is once you've got that put together, you will probably have a really good impression as to like if that adds a lot or is it just or is, does it just change some things? Okay. Um, so we'll 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 put that in your hands for now. All right. All right. That's it. That's it. Good luck. All right. <laughs> We're off. <laughs> the engine started. Let's get going. <laughs> Grab your bag. All right. <laughs> we'll report back about stuff we've seen and, and saw and how Glom went mm-hmm. um, when we get back. That's our show. For show notes to links on this and other special episodes, go to our website, nicegames.club. Visit us on Twitter and Mastodon at Nice Games Club, where Dale tweets about game dev resources and overlaying lines on a camera. It's really cool. It's a very cool technique, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, we like hearing from you, so tweet and toot back or email us, contact at nicegames.club. Nice Game Club is on Patreon. Support the show and get stuff, including ad-free episodes. Sign up at patreon.com slash nicegamesclub. And if you want to keep things more casual, just stop by nicegames.club slash discord and say hello where they are playing Glom in the discord. Yes, yes. they are. It's very cool. So it is. Uh, join in and see if you can get a good score. Next week, we'll be looking at finding help fast and companions. That's it for this week. So, until we start again, remember to play nice and make nice. Um... Uh, I lost my train of thought. It was just such a happy thought. Yeah. I stopped. Um. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.